See, I got to count. 26, 26, 24. Mark 24. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, with a little bit of real-time radio. And uh, when I say March 24th, that reminds me that it's just about time to, for us to start going to baseball games. The Major League schedule, I uh, discovered the other day, begins uh, a week from tomorrow, actually on April Fool's Day, an easy day to remember, April 1st. And the Yankees will be playing the Blue Jays, and the Tigers will be playing the Indians. But also, there's going to be minor league baseball both of which were, well, minor league baseball sort of didn't exist last year, and uh, Major League Baseball had a truncated schedule. But it'll be good to be able, I hope, to get a full schedule this year because one of the things I like to do after the radio broadcast sometimes at night is to go in and sit down and watch a few innings of baseball before I uh, seek, uh, seek some sleep. There is some confusion about what's going on in minor league baseball, and... Uh, we have, the, I think, uh, an ideal person to talk about it because he's a real fan, and he's also one of our friends, and he's a radio guy. Uh, actually, he's a lawyer, but he, he, he is, that's his day job, but he's a, he's a radio guy after that. His name is Woody Seymour, and he's from Stanford, North Carolina. And during the summer, he goes to a minor league baseball game, I would guess, four or five nights a week. Is that right, Woody? Not that many, Tom. The problem I have is that I'm an hour away from, Sanford's an hour away from just about every place, so I I try to get to one and maybe two in a week. Okay, and uh, and that's as I get older, it's uh, you know it's more difficult to to get any more than that. Either. But you have been doing it for forty years now, so that's you've right. got I your started, time in. I I went to my first minor league game in nineteen seventy five. It was the summer I was studying for the bar exam, and I was in Winston Salem. And I went to the Winston-Salem Red Sox game, and then I actually got to see the Durham Bulls uh, in uh, one of their very first seasons, and I started going to Durham Bulls games from that. Uh, I, I actually participated in the filming of Bull Durham, the movie, as an extra. And so, you know, I've, I've been associated with the Bulls a long time, and there's a lot of us that have. And we were in the old... The old stadium, but um, you know, there's just something about it. I mean, it's closer to me, and going to a major league game is a lot more, a lot more trouble because you got a longer place to go, and you got to, you know, it, it's something that is fun to do. But a good minor league game suffices for me right now. So, uh, but but the the minor league games are going to be. Uh, in a different situation this year. I've been hearing kind of like drums in the distance about this, and I've done a little, a little research, but you know all about it. And so what we want you to do is to paint us a, a picture tonight of what has, in fact, occurred in a kind of what it's called by the the, the baseball powers to be a realignment of, of uh, the baseball situation. Yeah, Tom, I, I actually have not gotten much past the Durham Bulls. And as always, the Bulls are sort of on top of situations like this and are trying to work out a way where they can have fans and baseball games and still keep them safe. And uh, they, they always do things well. They have for the 40 years that I've gone to games there. And so, uh, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit different because it's not going to be where you just go up and pay money and, 
you know, get a ticket at the at the at the uh, box office and then go in and find your seat. Uh, limited number of seats. Uh, and I'm I'm planning on going to my first game with the Bulls around May the 12th. And I can let you know after that what it's like because the Bulls, their first home stand starts the 11th of May. Ordinarily, they're starting the first week in April. And uh, this year is just different. And so uh, it's mainly the people who are going to be going to the games are people who are have season tickets and who have many plans, and I'm not sure how many other people will get to go to a game. I, I just don't know. I don't have that knowledge. I'm going to wait and see, and I'll let you know later when I see what happens. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we are, and uh, it's, been, it's been a sad year, too, because uh, the minor leagues have had a long, illustrious history. Uh, you know, baseball started back in the 1800s, 50s, and 60s, and um, so you know, mainly in the larger cities. And so, minor leagues were for the cities that couldn't have a major league team. And so, you know, they just kind of, they've just kind of been. Uh, I guess, I guess we have a term in the legal profession about, uh, you've heard about uh, uh, consecutive terms of serve where you, you've you got uh, two two terms that you serve back-to-back rather than concurrent where you serve both terms together, and that's kind of what it is. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, just a different, different experience. Um, you know, minor league baseball actually the date that I've, I've looked up in an encyclopedia around 1901. And, you know, there have been a lot of different minor leagues. Um, one thing that I really kept track of was after World War II, and I was born after World War II, but after World War II, uh, there was a real surge of interest in as the troops came home from Europe and Japan, there was a surge of interest in minor league baseball, and they uh, they were successful until the early 50s when television came about, and television was competition for minor league baseball. So then it uh, you know it started growing again, and uh, started growing again. I would say in the 1970s, and then the 1980s it started growing again. And like I say, I've, I've been going to games for 40 years, and I've enjoyed it. And I'm anxious to go to a game this year, but I'm just a, a little bit concerned about what it's going to be like. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> well, what, you've you've actually given me a, a good radio term that stay tuned. If and and uh, finding out about the situation with the minor leagues and the realignment, it's my understanding that you know about that and can talk about that. So we're going to invite you to do that right after we take a break on WPTF. Friday from 9 to 10, 
tonight we're talking about baseball and trying to, I hope in the, in the long run, reduce some of the confusion about what has happened and is happening in organized baseball. And organized may be one of the key words to, to, to deal with here. Mr. Woody Seymour, uh, genuine ra- uh, baseball fan, a radio fan too, but baseball fan is our, our guest tonight, and he's going to help us understand it. Woody, are you there? I'm there. Uh, well, I, and I begin to hear from you and from other places uh, over the last year, and of course last year was a very confusing year because nothing was normal, but as far back as uh, you know, 2018, 2017, I heard you know the, the drums beating about the reorganization of minor league baseball that would uh, uh, organize it in a different way, and, and that as a result of that, that uh, a certain number of teams would, would have in fact disappear. And uh, maybe maybe one of the things we ought to talk about it for a little bit, if, if, if we can, is exactly a little bit of the history of, of minor league baseball in that um, cities uh, that did have major league baseball had minor league baseball, and they jostled with the major leagues for the players, and sometimes a local team would have a good, good player, and they would sell him to the Yankees or to the Reds or somebody. But over the years, uh, I think a man named Branch Rickey organized what, what was the, the farm system where certain teams were had working agreements, I think they were called, with, with major league teams and mm-hmm. whatever players they had developed or found, they would uh, give the, their, uh, the major league team that they had a working agreement with uh, um, a first first call on those players. And this resulted in ultimately in, in with, with some of the modern changes in what we call organized baseball. Some of that has changed now, and that's that's what I want to see if we can find out about. Yeah, you had you had a system where um, cities would uh, would get would buy a team, and the team would be uh, affiliated with a certain major league team, and they would probably have a two to three year agreement, and then every few years the teams would trade around some. And as always, it's always been the case that you had some teams from the East Coast that had a triple-A team on the West Coast. And so it's just, for some people, it never has been a satisfactory system, but for the people going to the games, they kind of got used to seeing players from the same kind of team or from the same team, and so they became fans of the major league team and now it's just going to be different. What's basically happened is, is that uh, a lot of teams that were in baseball two years ago in the minor leagues are still going to be in there. They've been invited, almost like getting invitations to uh, to a dinner dance or something like that. They're going to get the invitations to uh, to be one of the teams. Each major league team, there's 30 major league teams. Each major league team is going to have one team. Triple A, one team, Double A, one team, High A, and one team, Low A, and so those those are the main players that are going to be involved with the draft. Now, there's not going to be as much of a draft. Uh, they used to have a whole lot more people involved in the draft, and we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes. Um, I think the fans are going to are going to see that uh, there's there's fewer players that they'll get a chance to see, and uh, it's just, uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Because well, 
let me go back for just a second because you just sort of explained something to me that I thought I understood today, and that is each major league team will continue to have what we might call farm teams, and they'll be a part of their organization, but some of those have changed from from the Yankees to the Braves or to the, well, to, to uh, the, what is Tampa Bay, the, the Rays or whatever. Rays. And each major league team, there's 30 major league teams, and each one of them will have four affiliates. High, That's right. Triple, triple A, double A, high and low A. And yep. one of the things that I, I noticed that they've been trying to do over the last few years, and, and this reorganization has really topped it off, is to have teams closer to where the major league team is. Yes. For instance, yes. the Yankees wanted to have a team close by, and I think they're minor league, their top minor league team is in Wilkesboro, Pennsylvania, or Scranton, or someplace. And they're about it's about a ninety minute drive from Yankee Stadium. Well, I mean, teams like the Braves, um, all their their four top teams are pretty close to Atlanta. I mean, they go from uh, Asheville. <coughs> um, I mean, they when you see the list, and and I would encourage anyone that's really interested to look at Wikipedia and look up. The leagues are now, they're not using the names of the leagues like we've had for all these years, like the Carolina League and the South Atlantic League and the International League plus the AAA team. They now refer to AAA East and AAA West, and you have that instead of the uh, International League and the Pacific Coast League. Uh, instead of the Carolina League, you have High A East, and then uh, instead of the South Atlantic League, you have uh, Low A East. And some of the players, some of the teams that were in the Carolina League last year are now in the South, what used to be the South Atlantic League, but it's not called that anymore. It's called Low A East. And nobody knows, I certainly don't know if that's going to, what's going to happen in, in a year or two when we don't have so much COVID. I, I, I don't know. No one is has told anybody, and we just have to wait and see. Um, it's a very, uh, I thought I understood what was going to happen, and it's, I found out it's a lot different. So, uh, you know, it's just, if you can get to a game, go to it and enjoy it. But it's just, it's not going to be like going to a minor league game two years ago because COVID's still out there, and there are fewer opportunities you're not going to have a six or seven thousand fans in Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Um, you're not going to have. I don't think the Mudcats are not going to have their big fireworks display with uh, four, four or five thousand people. Uh, I, we'll just have to wait and see how many they allow in. But uh, a lot is going to depend on what what the governor uh, says they can do. And, Right now, I'm interested um, in in going to see a ball game, but I also want to be safe. Uh, I've got both shots, but you know, I, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm still going to be careful because that's a bad disease. Uh, did, Tom, did you pick up that we've lost from COVID? We've lost uh, over 500,000 Americans. And that's more than died in the World War One, World War Two, and the um, the Vietnam War combined. 
and that really got my attention. <laughs> well, that's the kind of thing he does now. But what I want to get back to is the reorganization of the minor leagues, yep. because this COVID thing is there, and we're doing what we can, in fact, do about it. But the reorganization of the minor league teams, and I can remember the first time we talked about this, you were really bothered by the fact that I think it was, was it the Appalachian League that had Burlington yes. in it? Yes. And it was, was being reorganized, and in fact, a, a number of the teams in that league were in fact dropped from the organization, and now they're, in a sense, outside. They, they, they can still have teams, but they're outside the, this organization that we've just been talking about. They're not among the chosen, so to speak. I don't know how they worked it out, but the Appalachian League baseball sort of put their heads together and, and created a solution for that league. They actually um, uh, they they don't have affiliations with uh, particular major league teams like they've had. They don't have their team. They they've all had to come up with new team names. And let, let me read some of these. Or are we getting near the commercial break? We're going to have a news break here in about two minutes. Okay. Let me just go through some of these names. of, You know, like, for example, Bristol, Tennessee, Virginia is, is now going to be called the State Liners, and that's because they're right on the line between Virginia and Tennessee, and there's a, there's a street they call State Street, and they're downtown that goes right through the, the line of those two states. Burlington had a lot of, of uh, textiles and hosiery, so they're going to be known as the Burlington Sock Puppets. Um, Johnson City, longtime Cardinals affiliate, is going to be known as the Johnson City Doughboys, which uh, maybe you can explain it better than I can, but it, it's what they call uh, people fighting in the war. Mainly, I guess, was it World War One or World War Two? World War One is where that term was generally originated. The Doughboys, and that's just uh, the Elizabeth Ton River Riders. And if, if you've ever been to a, to a, a game in Elizabethton, which is right near Johnson City, and it's part of the, the Tri Cities, but there is a there is a raging river right next to the ballpark. And if you've ever been to a game, you'll you'll know because you'll hear it all during the game. And so they they kind of went that way. Greenville are the Flyboys, and that's, you know, pilots during those wars. Uh, the King, Kingsport is called the Axemen. A lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of forestry in that area. Pulaski has, I think, one of the real clever ones, the River Turtles. Okay, hey, now, one question, ones. and then we've got to take two okay. of these. Is Burlington going to have, or Danville going to have a team in this arrangement? Yes. Okay, let's talk about them when we come back and also account for those who, people who may not know what the the organized baseball teams in North Carolina will be uh, when the, the season begins in May. Okay. We're talking about baseball tonight with Woody Seymour on WPTF. We'll be back after we check the news. WPTF Radio, AM 680, what am I saying, 680. We've been there 96-plus years now, and uh, on FM at 98.5, Tom Kearney with the Tom Kearney Show. On Wednesday night, uh, maybe it's March 24th, Woody Seymour is our guest tonight. Woody, are you there? Yes, I'm, I'm there. Uh, we're, we're talking I, baseball. Yeah, yeah I, if, if, 
I don't want to take you away from your topic, but I, I, I keep thinking about the large number of people that have not been in North Carolina as long as you and I have, and uh, thinking about, we have a, can, I, can I take a short census of the baseball teams, the organized baseball teams in North Carolina? Yes. Uh, you would know them a lot better than I would, but we've, the, 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 the one AAA team uh, is the Tampa Bay Rays top team, and that is the Durham Bulls. And uh, as you said, they have been 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 around in Durham for a long time. The Bulls have been there and have been featured in Laurel. One of the best baseball mo- movies ever made is is about and they've the been Durham Bulls since '98. Since '98, okay, and they're the they, top they were team. an expansion when the Rays were an expansion team in the major league. They needed a Triple A team, and the Bulls have been their their first and only Triple A affiliate because. Weren't they affiliated to the Bulls with the Braves at one time? For a long time, when when they first when baseball first came back to Durham in 1980, Miles Wolf got the Braves to put a an A team, and that stayed from a 1980 to 1997. And, and then that's when they changed switch. And to then the they eventually okay. went to Myrtle Beach, and the Myrtle Beach team is the old Durham Bulls team that used to play in Durham back in the 80s. Okay, now at the next level down, are there any double A teams in North Carolina? Is, is for instance, well, Greensboro a double A team? No, uh, no, the Mudcats used to be, but they, you know, the, the, the league sort of left them, and it's mainly down in the deep south, so I don't believe we have a double, double A team. Um, okay, but the Mudcats still exist, and they're what is, are they high A or low A? Well, they were high A. They, they actually, they keep on going down because they were, they were high A when they, they bought the, the Kinston team and moved it to, uh, moved it to um, Zebulon, and that was done, oh, ten years ago or so, and then. You know, um, two two teams from California moved to North Carolina and joined the Carolina League. One went to uh, Kinston and one went to Fayetteville. So that's kind of and I to me I just love that league with the ten teams and the Carolina League that we've had the last four or five years. I I've just really enjoyed that league, but we don't have it anymore. And, well, now, what is the team? Uh, it has an unusual name in Kenston called now. Is it the Woodchildren's? The, the Down East, you know, you got the, uh, it's, it's called, you know, Down East is the area around Kenston headed towards the beach. And it's called the Wood Ducks. And the Fayetteville uh-huh. is the uh, Fayetteville Woodpeckers. And then the Down East team is the Wood Ducks. So okay. All right. That, that's the two. All right, I was trying to keep a list today when I was looking at how the leagues have been reorganized, and I said, well, I'm going to stop doing this. I'll get Woody to explain this to me tonight. Now, well, Greensboro does have way. a team. Are they high A or low A? It's who? Who high? Who's high? Greensboro? Yeah, Greensboro has been low A as long as I've been going to see them. But now, they're this coming year, they're going to be high. And uh-huh. I think... The reason for that is is that a team that needed a high A team was closer to Greensboro than it was to another place that has had a team in the past. So they're looking at 
locations for teams and teams that have ballparks. And, you know, they're just more or less uh, picking their affiliates. And it hasn't, this hasn't happened as, to this extent in a long time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it comes about. But it's difficult for me because I've been going to see the Greensboro minor league team that's been low A since 19, early 1980s. Now they're going to be high A. And a uh, team like, uh, uh, let's see, I guess the Mudcats have been high and they're going to be low A now. And that's going to be hard for people to figure it out. But I think but, but what I can tell, what you're telling me there now is becoming a little clearer, clearer is the disposition of these teams is being organized in relation to the major league teams. That is, that is the determining factor, and that is that they're close by and uh, fit one of the classifications that's already there. Uh, yeah, less travel. Less travel. Less I mean. travel. Well, uh, the three or four things I think that, that I read were, were involved in dealing with the minor leaguers, and the idea is they're, they say they're going to provide better working conditions, that is, better weight rooms, better locker rooms, and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, more pay for minor league baseball players. I, I am right about this, am I not? Yes. Uh, in fact, there was a lawsuit, and I don't know if, if the, it's hard to get news about stuff that happens in the courts involving baseball, but I think the, the major leagues lost that, and they were going to have to pay the minor leaguers more. They weren't paying them enough. Uh, they weren't paying the a minimum wage, and so they've. I think this is partly a response to that, partly a response to the COVID thing, and it was time to renew their contract with the minor leagues. And I think it all just came together, and now we've got this, and we'll just have to live with it because uh, it, it's really strange. I mean, the Bulls are going to be playing 60 home games instead of 72 home games this year. They're playing um, ten series of six games each, and they're going to be playing teams like, of course, Charlotte and Gwinnett, which is the Braves team. Jacksonville is a new AAA team that used to be AA, but that's the Miami Marlins' new AAA team. And so they've got a AAA team that's not out in the West Coast. They've got it close to where they are. And then Memphis and Nashville, which have been – in the Pacific Coast League, even though they're closer to the Atlantic Ocean than they are the Pacific Ocean, they're, uh, I think uh, Memphis, one of them's the Cardinals, and one of them used to be the, the A's. I, I've sort of lost track of Memphis is, is, the, is, the Car- is the Redbirds. They're the Cardinals. Uh, that's right. That's Memphis. Yeah, Dave Chase used to be associated with uh, Norfolk, to- Norfolk's the, the Orioles, and they used right. to be. And they're still, um, they used to be uh, with a different team, too, but they're they're still there. So some of the te- same teams you're going to be playing, but you're not going to, if you go to a Bulls game, you're not going to be seeing teams like Lehigh Valley, uh, the uh, the Red Sox AAA team, uh, which is in a new location now. It's not Pawtucket anymore. It's in uh, another town up, up there near Boston. It's in Wooster. Wooster, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is close to Boston. I want to come back to North Carolina though before we need to take another break here. We got we got uh, to uh, uh, to 
Greensboro. Winston-Salem is going to have a team. I think Hickory is going to have a team. I think Asheville is going to have a team. What disposition are they in? Are they high A, low A, or what? Well, you know, Winston-Salem has been high and Winston-Salem and Wilmington-Delaware are the only two teams that have been high for the last few years and are going to stay high. A lot of low A teams are going to go up to high A and uh, there's a, there's another there's another league called the New York Penn League that has some teams like Brooklyn and Hudson Valley and stuff. They uh, they kind of they, they're going to be in this mix too. But uh, Asheville, which has been in, uh, a low A, they're going to be in high A. And I think that Bowling Green has uh, been a raised team. They're going to be high A. Greensboro is going to be high. Greenville, South Carolina is going to be, that's the Red Sox, uh, low A, but they're going to be high now. Hickory is going to be um, the Crawdads. They're going to be um, high. Rome is the Atlanta Braves. They're going to be high. And Winston-Salem is the only one in our state that's going to stay in high and they've been in high for a long time. Um, then you have the low A, you're going to have teams that were in the South Atlantic League and some teams that were in the Carolina League, uh, the Mudcats and the Down East Wood Ducks and Kinston, Fedville and Kannapolis are all going to be in low A, and Lynchburg and Salem are, are long-time Carolina League teams are going to be in low A. Frederick Keys, uh, I, th- I think they've been, at one time, they were uh, in the Carolina League, and they're going to be low A. Delmarva, and that's the Delmarva Peninsula, which is up off the coast of, of uh, I guess you, you would say, uh, Virginia and, and places. It's like probably, probably Delaware, probably Maryland, and probably yeah. Virginia is what it is. It's a beautiful area. Oh, it's yeah, it's very Salisbury, Maryland. Uh, I want to go back uh, to just a second to you. You said Lynchburg is going to be. Uh, do you know who they're affiliated with? They're going to stay with the Cleveland Indians. Stay with the Cleveland Indians. Or, okay, or, well, that's or, whatever they want to call the Indians after they get through changing their name. <laughs> Um, well, they can be like the Washington football team. You know what the name of the Washington football team is, don't you? Well, you know, I, I think about the, the movie Major League, which is, you know, other than Bull Durham, is my favorite baseball movie, and uh, that's going to make it kind of an interesting thing to watch in the future. But uh, I have uh, uh, my wife's folks are from the from the you know, have lived in Lynchburg and the Roanoke area. So I've I've been to games up in Lynchburg and Salem for a long time. Um, of course, Fable's a new team. Kannapolis is getting a new ballpark downtown. They've had a team since 95. They're getting a new ballpark downtown. Who is Kannapolis affiliated with? They are a White Sox team. And well, the, the Charlotte Knights used to be a White Sox affiliate. They are. They are, yeah. and... And it seems it seems like that uh, uh, there's a time when all all the uh, affiliates were right in that general area. Now I can't think right now who the who the uh, other one is, 
I mean, it could be even somebody like I think Hickory is is not that, but um, you have to look at these lists, and the first time you look at them, you think how interesting they are, and the next time you look at them, you realize I didn't remember as much of that as I thought it would. So uh, you can look these up. Just go to uh, Wikipedia and look up a uh, high A and low A uh, baseball teams, and you can see what they are. Um, in the low A, Augusta, and I think they're a Braves low A team now, and Charleston. Is uh, Augusta be- there is like where they play the golf tournament. Uh, there are a couple of Charlestons. Uh, uh, is the is the team that is called the River Dogs? Is that Charleston, West Virginia? Yes, that's that, that's in South Carolina, the River Dogs. In fact, there's River a Dogs. Time, it's always Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, I got you. I mean, there's a time the South Atlantic League had uh, uh, Charleston, West Virginia, were the Alley Cats, and the uh, Charleston, South Carolina, were the River Dogs. So the Alley Cats were playing the River Dogs and. Um, a sports writer quipped about what a great uh, scene that would be, seeing alley cats and river dogs fighting each other. Um, but they, Charleston, uh, Charleston won that game, though. Yeah, they did. That was a <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting you, but we need to take a break here. Okay. This will allow you to catch your breath. We've got a fourth of the program left, and if you've got any, any particular trail you want to walk down, right now, right after we get back, would be a good time. Woody Seymour is our guest tonight. We're talking about baseball and some of the interesting changes that are being made. And as he says, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens in some of the cases. Uh, And indeed, we will. But we'll be back with more right after this. I'm Tom Kearney, the one who's confused. It's AM680 and has been for yay many years. And uh, also FM98.5. We're talking baseball tonight. By the way, tomorrow night, it's going to be a nostalgia night, and Friday night will be trivia night. So we hope you will join you uh, for both of those. Nostalgia night is typically a night in which we have a particular topic that we may want to think about and maybe want to talk about, and uh, it's a kind of an open phones night tomorrow night here on WPTF. We're talking with Woody Seymour tonight about baseball. Mr. Seymour, are you there? I'm still there. I want to ask you a question, if, if you don't mind. Sure. About baseball. Uh-huh. about baseball teams and organizations. Uh-huh. In the last few years, we've had, uh, I know in eastern North Carolina, a league called the Coastal Plain League, which was one of those, something called a, a wooden bat league. And mm-hmm. that, that means it's a, a little bit higher echelon than an aluminum bat league, I think. But I think you said there was going to be another version of that maybe in, in the western part of the state or in Virginia. But are those leagues going to exist today for people who want to go to games? Usually yes. yes. a lot of uh, college still- players. And in the Appalachian League is going to be like the uh, the league, Coastal Plain League. Oh, and good. Uh, I'm talking about uh, the Holly Springs Salamanders and the uh, the team in Wilson, the Wilson Tops. Um, great. The uh, they, haven't, they haven't had it. That's great. That's the, Wilson's a good baseball town. Well, it is. I mean, they've got the Baseball Hall of Fame there and, uh, every baseball fan should go to a game with Wilson, and they've kept it up. You know, when when the Mudcats first moved to North Carolina, they uh, played it at the Wilson Ballpark until Five County Stadium was completed enough to play there. So, um, you know, it's, it's a good place to go to a ball game. Um, and 
I enjoy Coastal Plain League. I I go to four or five games in each year from Coastal Plain League. Ashboro's a good place to go to a game there. And I saw now, what league is that? What league is Ashboro with? Play a game uh, in the Coastal Plain League about 15, 10 or fifteen years ago. So that shows you the unusual uh, participants you can see with that. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of young, uh, a lot of college players and people in that in that age group who are playing in that that they, those leagues, uh, the Appalachian League and the Coastal Plain League. Well, you know, they what they do in those leagues is they the players stay with local families, and that cuts down on the expenses. And it's it's like the Cape Cod League up in Massachusetts is, is very similar, and so the Appalachian League is going to be like that too. Um, so, you know, it's different, but at least the Appalachian League still survives, and at least for the time being, the name, the Appalachian League, is still with us. I don't know whether that's going to last indefinitely, but, uh, you know, it's nice to have one of the league names still with us. Well, the players in those leagues are kind of like the young guy, uh, in the movie Field of Dreams, he was headed to Iowa. And you mm-hmm. remember they they picked him up when he was thumbing, I think, and he wanted he just wanted to go somewhere where he could play baseball, which is the kind of thing that's that kind of inspires me. And I used to go to to Coastal Plain League games when it was a pro league, Class D, 1952, with my grandfather. So I always have good 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 vibrations about that. You know what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to go, Mr. Seymour. Well, we run yeah, out of time I've enjoyed tonight, and I think we've pretty well covered the subject matter, and I would encourage people just to stay tuned and look at the website and try to figure out how they can go to a ball game. Right. And there's a, I, I Googled minor league realignment today and got a couple of really good sites that people mm-hmm. can look at, and they provide those lists that you were talking about so you can look at them and try to make sense of where they've moved everybody to. But I want to thank you for taking your time to prepare for this and to to be with us tonight. And uh, I look forward to talking to you a little bit later tonight. Uh, well, I'm still learning about it, too, and uh, I hope to go to some games, and I hope I'll know more about it at the end of the season than I do now. But it's, well, oh, I'm sure you will because you'll be out there yelling like everybody else. Yeah. What do you see more as our guest tonight? Tom Kearney here. Tomorrow night is a nostalgia night. We'll be back following the 9 o'clock news.